Welcome to Artelligence, the podcast of art news, art in America, and Art Market Monitor. I'm Marion Maneker, and we're going to explore the mysteries of the global art world. Antoine Sargent is curating his first show for Gagosian Galleries this June. He's also the author of two books and a well-known writer about art. In addition to all of that, Antoine was the guest editor for Art in America's May 2021 issue, which focuses on new talent. It's good to see you, Antoine. Thank you for coming in today. You too. Nice to see you, Mario. Um, you edited Art in America's new talent issue, and Art in America in the 50s and 60s had a kind of regular feature around new talent where they tried to locate the next big sort of abstract expressionist painter and so forth. But you didn't really approach it in the same way. Can you tell us a little bit what your conception of new talent is? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I've always been interested in this idea of new talent, um, just from being a writer in the city, um, just sort of wanting to sort of think about sort of the contributions, artistic contributions of the people I, I was going, growing up with, you know, coming of age with um, in the city as I was writing. And that is, you know, artists who were responding and emerging um, in, you know, sort of the, over the last decade. And so for me, new talent was an opportunity to think about sort of contemporary um, artistic production um, from the location of people who are newly starting out, you know? And I think that that for me, that was an opportunity to think about not just artists, but also an opportunity to think about the people who make meaning um, of the work, um, which is to say writers. And so uh, writers who are newly establishing their voices over the last several years. Um, it was also an opportunity to think about new talent not defined by age, but really just people who were sort of um, breaking onto the scene, if you will, um, over the last few years. Um, I also think that it was important, you know, when you edit a magazine, it's in, for me at least, it's important that the magazine is made alongside um, the writers and artists and editors um, that uh, inevitably goes into the shaping of the thing, right? And so for me, it was about sort of having also seen what this idea of new talent means to writers and curators and uh, artists and you know editors or graphic designers you know and so i think that like for me it was like we have this idea of new talent but we also have an opportunity to have that defined in all these different ways throughout the magazine and so it's not really just one uh approach to the idea right i might have a, a, a um, idea of what new talent means to me and then that's and so I then assemble all of these artists and writers um, who then sort of continue to sort of flush out that, you know, uh, that idea and inevitably defining what it means for them. And so it's not, you know, a monolithic view on uh, what we might call new talent, you know, or um, it's definitely breaks from sort of a stereotypical view where new talent automatically means young, you know. Um, and that's just not how art is made. And I, so I wanted to sort of be um, reflective of the different ways that people sort of come to um, and have come to art. Um, and, you know, people have had, some folks have had long, you know, sort of um, careers doing other things. 
um, and arrive at, you know, are in their 40s or 50s. And then you have people who um, quite young um, starting when they're 20, 21, you know. And so I think that, like, you want to make sure that the term, um, in a sense, is an um umbrella term to really sort of talk about sort of new ideas um, in art. You um, talk in the issue about having a fantasy about making a magazine with your friends and peers. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I feel like you, you somewhat gave into or achieved that mm -hmm. fantasy, but maybe you didn't. I mean, do you, was this uh, everything you hoped it would be when you thought, oh, someday I'd like to make a ma magazine just with you know, all the people I know and uh, I'm excited about? Or did you f uh, find that there were, you know, frustrations or uh, things that you just couldn't get get done? I mean, I think that, like, this is a, I mean, if I do this myself, it's a great issue. Um, but, you know, it would, it's one of those things where obviously you can't capture everything in a single issue of a magazine. You know, here we define this magazine as new talent, right? And so, which is really sort of interesting as I was thinking through the concept because, say, 10 years ago, you know, I was writing about then new talent, right? A. Wallerisku, Jordan Castile, Kevin Beasley, Eric Mack, Jennifer Packer, you know, all of those artists. And they don't necessarily fit that designation anymore, right? And so, um, but I've continued to sort of engage them, continue to sort of be in conversation and dialogue and write about their work on occasion. And so, you know, I think that like this, you know, this idea of a new talent sort of putting us in this, you know, box, um, giving us a, you know, a structure, you know, for the, t for the magazine also sort of, um, in some ways like limit, um, some of the, uh, artists that I would, you know, want to engage. And so I think that like, you know, it's like, this is, you know, one fantasy fulfilled, but I think as you make a magazine, you're allowed to do a lot of different things. You know, I think I, there's just other ideas, you know, I think this is a great for this moment where we are. Um, in terms of the culture, where we are in terms of sort of the conversations that are happening in the art world around equity, around sort of gatekeeperism, around sort of who gets an opportunity to respond in a given moment to an exhibition, um, to, the, to the sort of the culture, if you will. Um, I think this issue sort of perfectly sort of sits in that conversation um, because, you know, the writers that I sort of one it was most interested in engaging um, are writers who are sort of come from across sort of the African diaspora, but it's not necessarily like a black issue, right? Like this is not like, and so I think that's like that's really important to sort of understand. It's like these, it's it's almost as if um, you know these writers, for whatever reason, sort of just were sort of put into. Um, their work, you know, over the last, you know, several years have, has, you know, I've come to really enjoy reading that work. Whether I agree with it or don't um, is an entirely different matter, but it's like they're making the argument, right? And they're um, sort of engaged in a way that is different from um, the typical sort of ways in which we think about um, who gets to sort of uh, review ex exhibitions, for example, right? We have... Um, the same voices, you know, generally um, allowed to take big swings at big exhibitions. And so I was just wondering about sort of how other folks were thinking about 
um, art and what artists they were thinking about. You know, I think that one of the the great things about this issue is that it's not just sort of um, new talent in New York, you know, which has been also a nut. You know, we we apply these really sort of universal terms to really sort of. Uh, the New York art world, right? And so it was, it was also a way to sort of try to break out of just being sort of New York centric and sort of think about sort of um, what's happening, you know, on the African continent, you know, what's happening in New Orleans, what's happening in Toronto, what's happening in Chicago, you know, all of these different places um, in addition to New York um, was, it's also fascinating. And I think also sort of um, breaks away from the New York, you know, um, art world, right? And so I think that, like, for me, you know, I, you know, it's like I would like to do issues just like, you know, dedicated to sort of different regions, right? Where you can sort of think about other art worlds, and you can think about sort of um, who are the writers, who are the 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 curators, who are the artists, who are the cultural producers um, in that scene, um, making a compelling art world. And so I think, you know, I, I think that. It's been always fascinating to me to pick up a magazine or newspaper or somewhere where you encounter um, art mediated through someone's perspective, right? To see that um, as things have grown more diverse, as things as more, um, as we've sort of, as our notion of the artist has expanded, right? Um, that our notions of who gets to write about that art have not, right? And so I think that, for me, that's important, right? We talk about audiences all the time, right? We, we talk about sort of the universal qualities of art, of the power of art, um, the way that it can transcend cultures, and the way that, you know, it, um, it really sort of has a spiritual almost like quality to it, but we're still allowing all of that to be defined by a very limited amount of folk. And I think that, for me, this magazine is an opportunity to um, sort of push back against some of those notions and also push back against the idea of what a critic can be, what an art writer can be, right? Um, and I'm just sort of interested in, I mean, I was, I'm so reading a magazine from one story to the next, you get different voice, you get different sort of perspective, obviously, but you also get sort of just different sort of, um, you know, you get different folks sort of approaching it from sort of their point of view and from sort of the life circumstances that are sort of informed that point of view. And I think that is super important. And I think that um, is also why it's not like a black issue, right? It's because you really do get like a real sort of diverse sort of, you know, uh, you know, a group of you know political sort of leanings. You get um, sort of different ways people are approaching the culture. You get different sort of class um, sort of positionalities um, of the writers. Um, there's just so much sort of difference in there, right? Um, that you really sort of, you know, it's like it's like there's so much difference, and so you have so much more um, complication, you know, um, in terms of like the way in, you know, someone is seen, right? I, I think that that's the sort of thing about, you know, looking at a work of art, there's no universal way to do that, right? And so to have these different perspectives allows for different ways of seeing.
right? Which you might not agree with, which is fine, but it provides an opportunity um, for you to you know, approach or enter the work. No, I, I think you achieve something very subtle here by making this an issue um, written entirely by black writers, uh, engaged most of the illustrators, anyone who wasn't an Art in America staffer mm -hmm. is someone who's black. But not because that's meant to, to define their perspective. Right. It's meant to uh, address this issue of can you do it? I think you had a, a mentioned in another context that people are always saying, you know, oh, we'd employ these people, you know, these writers, mm -hmm. if we knew them or if we could fi find them. Yep. And your sort of uh, uh, attitude was, well, let's put everyone in front, not even everyone, let's yeah. put some people right. in front of you so you can see. And I think what's, what's impressive about the issue is, as you just said, it, it's not a black issue. Right. You can go through and see that every contributor is uh, in some definition of black. Yeah. But that uh, doesn't mean you would pick it up and know immediately that was the uh, intent right. of the issue. And of course, <clears throat> black people are like everyone else. Right. They have a variety of opinions, political, social, yep. cultural, and so, so forth. And I, I mean, the, it is a new talent issue, so it's focused on those particular uh, uh, matters. Yeah. But it does really give you an opportunity Opportunity, I think it gave us an opportunity to read a lot of different um, uh, writers. Yep. I hope for our, our own sake, and we've already assigned more work to some of the people that we hadn't worked with in the past, yep. and some of the people who are in the issue, the contributors, are people we'd worked with uh, as well. But I think for anyone, especially in this particular moment where equity is a, a, an important issue and people are talking about, about it, to realize that it I don't want to say it's not that hard, yeah. but it's doable. Right. And making an effort is uh, to our best uh, uh, interest and helps expand what the magazine uh, can do uh, in the future. I think I think that, you know, once you sort of get beyond sort of some of the like, you know, traditional ideas surrounding representation, you really actually can get to a place where like you have a lot of different sort of perspectives um, that don't necessarily agree with each other, right? And I think that like, it's also, you know, super unfair to say that this is an issue about being black, but then you opening you open one, a magazine or a newspaper and all those contributors are white or non-black and you are not saying that those issues, that that issue is about whiteness or that issue is about, you know, non-blackness. And so I think that like, for me, it's an opportunity to, you know, push it back against the notion that just be, you know, you have a group of writers from, you know, that sort of rep are representative of the communities within, say, um, uh, um, a racial category, and that that automatically has to be about race, you know, and I'm not saying that it isn't, it can or it, it is and isn't, right? Like it can and can be, but, you know, I think that like, we've, it's, it's a question of hypervisibility, right? And some people have the privilege of disappearing and in that disappearance allows for their um, point of views not to be racialized and actually used to be universalized, right? And then others, it's always sort of comes back to that question. And so for me, it's just all, I mean, just in all the work that I do, the curating, the, the, the you know, editing, the, the book writing, you know, all of the, you know, that I do, it's always been an opportunity to sort of push back against that notion and not sort of um, run away from, one, the things that I'm interested in, and two, um, um, having rich conversations um, that 
defines community in a lot of different ways, you know? And I think that, like, you know, we've all come together in this issue um, to sort of think about sort of the community of new talent, right? And, um, you know, think about sort of what it means to sort of see art from a, from, from a you know, a certain generational perspective, right? Um, and then what, what it is, what it means to sort of um, think through some of the questions of the day um, from, you know, mostly a group of artists who, or a group of artists and writers who are going to have to live with these questions over many, many, many decades, right? And so I think that, like, all of those things are happening in the issue, you know? And I also think that, you know, even to give, um, you know, many, you know, 12 artists, you know, license, free, you know, free reign, really, um, to sort of use a page in a magazine how they wanted to. You know, we didn't give them any sort of instructions. It was simply like, you have emerged over the last several years. Well, take a, just take a minute and step back and explain yeah. uh, what you did. So the issue has profiles of seven different artists written by some of the writers we, 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 we talked yeah. about um, and examples of their work. But in part because we didn't want to make it, we, you didn't want to make it a, a contest. You didn't want to make it a reality show. Mm -hmm. and the point of this is not not to rank artists and uh, and all. It's to to feature them and 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 there's obviously been in the last several years a lot of excitement about around uh, black figurative painters. Mm -hmm. So that that's an element, but not all of the element uh, in, in this. And it would have been easy to do an issue just of, of black figurative painters if you wanted to do. And maybe we should, <laughs> you know, like, I, I think that like, that, that's when you say, like, have you made the magazine you wanted to make? I think there are a lot of different issues that, um, that could be uh, explored in way in in all their complications. I, I mean, I think the the conversations that we're having around you know black figuration, um, I find frankly reductive, and I find you know it's as if it's like would you were you saying that you know about the Dutch? Like were you saying that about you know like what like like in what this is what happens in art? Yeah, you know a group of people. Um, often, as art history has been written, um, define a moment or defined a period. That is art history, right? Like, and so I'm, you know, I'm sort of, I'm always just sort of interested in the ways in which we talk about, um, say, blackness in relationship to sort of artistic production and allow sort of a totally different perspective and freedom, quite frankly, when you talk about, say, art history or when you talk about sort of other artists, you know? It's like, um, you know, it's like, it's also like you've not seen sort of, because figuration has obviously sped up um, over the last decade, or maybe it's not sped up, it just has more of a, a light on it. Um, that's for a lot of different reasons. Um, the market being one of the reasons, not all of the reason, right? And we, we sort of uh, always boil it down to just the market, and it's not just um, sort of the purchasing of art, right? Um, but I think that that is something that you can sort of, you can do a whole issue about that, right? And you can sort of, and maybe we should. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but in addition to that, you, you're, you thought, give artists a page to do anything they wanted mm -hmm. with, sort of an unmediated space. And uh, you ended up working with 
we, we could call it 12, we could call it 13, because yeah. there's an additional work by yeah. Cameron Welch uh, in the magazine uh, that's not a separate, that is a separate pullout uh, sort of print, but it's not a artist page uh, mm-hmm. per se. But we gave them uh, the, the, the freedom to, to do so, something in an unmediated way. And I, I'm, I'm curious, did you get what you expected? Well, that was the thing. I mean, with in, a, in sort of allowing for these artists to sort of do whatever they want with a page of the magazine, it was more of a proposition. You know, it was it was it was almost curatorial in um, an impulse. You know, I think that I was just sort of interested that um, that they would take on you know the opportunities. Like we you, we're not giving you we're not telling you what to do. Here's our blank page. What do you want to do? I mean, I think that like if anything, I was. I was sort of more, I thought it would be weirder. I thought it would get weirder than it did. And it, it wasn't as weirder. It wasn't as weird as, as I thought it could get or that I wanted, you know, thought it wanted to get. I think that like, you know, again, you know, you do a magazine, you're like, oh, well, like the next issue, like I know that how I could sort of get towards sort of what I want to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought it was a little tame, frankly, um, for, um, for what the sort of openness of the proposition was, you know, and so, uh, but yes, I, but, but you, I do you think, under, but you I understand. do think that they are um, unique in their own way and super interesting. Like, and I think that they're thought provoking. And I, what I, what I think, what I was also surprised at, and maybe this is also, um, like, just that this wasn't happening when I, you know, sort of ten years ago when I first started, sort of when I moved to New York and you know started writing. Um, was that artists were a lot more interested in writing. And so you have a lot of text um, in these artist pages, right? These these 12, 13 artist pages. You have a lot more text than I thought you would get, you know? Um, And so so that's also interesting, right? That's like... I'm, I'm like, oh, that's fascinating. Like, I'm, you know, forever the writer, like, oh, why are artists like more interested in not like just keeping a diary and, you know, whatever and sort of keeping it and then someone discovers it and, you know, sort of Van Gogh and whatever, you know, letters and, you know, whatever you have, you know, what have you throughout history to sort of how that has happened, but actually being able to sort of define in the moment um, how you see their work, you know, in a way that like, again, it's not like, this is an exhibition, and I'm going to write the statement around the exhibitions. We obviously saw that with a lot of minimalism, yeah. et cetera, right? But, like, actually, like, I'm going to editorialize around my work, you know? I think that's sort of interesting. Um, and I'm like, that's something that should be totally explored, you know? Um, and, you know, I think that, that that is part of sort of this process. Is like you sort of have a loose vision, you know? Um, and then you sort of put out the call and see, um, you know, different folks and how they, how different folks might respond to the call. And so I'm incredibly grateful. Um, and, you know, I, I think that like, it was just super sort of um, uh, generous of them, you know, to sort of do the work anyway, right? I, I'm, I was interested in, in that take because I thought we got an interesting range from uh, artists who are just like, here's some examples of my work. This is, yep. you know, it, it's an opportunity and I'm going to be very straightforward. Yeah. Look at my work. Which I found the most boring. 
And some who are like, here's me. And we got several self-portraits mm -hmm. uh, of, of people. And in Which I found really interesting because we're in this moment of, um, you know, we're in this moment of Instagram, this moment of sort of yeah, living our lives online, you know, 70 second lives online. And it's like, before you would not, artists were super like, don't take my picture. I don't, you know. The work, um, the work should speak this, for itself. It's work should speak for, it went through its long period of that, right? Which I think is also sort of not cool. Um, but didn't, now you have this moment where you're like, no, 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 I will take the photo. Here's a self-image, you know? And which, I, which, I, which I really found sort of fascinating from um, the sort of, and it was like so different in the way that they were sort of imaging self, you know? Um, and I think that that is, that's gonna be really interesting. You know, some are really sexy, some are super like costumey. Um, and then you have, you know, other images of folks where the writing sort of actually operates as an image, right? Like as sort of this like, because it's sort of set on the paper, right? Um, in a way that like you have this sort of, I think um, connection to sort of advertisement almost, you know, like where you see, um, you know, precious work and you, you see that and you sort of read that sort of statement um, almost as an advertisement, but then it's, it's, it's really sort of an advertisement for the times, you know? Um, and sort of what this sort of incredibly difficult pandemic year has done um, to the world, really. Um, but then you also have, you know, sort of abstract poems, and you have all, you know, so you have, you just really do have a really rich range, I think, of um, of work in the, you know, in that section. And then I also just wanted to talk about the curator's letters. Uh -huh. You you asked uh, five different uh, curators, you know, young-ish yep. or young, young-ish curators, um, to to write a letter about uh, really the you know their feelings about their field and uh, and all. And and again, you got a wide range yeah. fr from yeah. a, a sort of short statement with some images to a very long, very personal, heartfelt. Um, uh, statement. When I read those pieces, that's when I kind of felt that the whole issue came together into something really important. Because those are strong pieces, they're unsparing, they're um, not universally, but there is a, a strong tone of hurt and anger uh, in, in them, and a sense of mission to uh, um, ameliorate uh, 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 that, and I found it very uh, affecting, uh, the, that combination of work. Yeah, I mean, I think that for me, for those letters uh, to the Future of Museum, um, I, the five um, curators all work in very different parts of the country, right? Someone in California, someone in Baltimore, somewhere in uh, um, Louisville, you have Chicago, um, someone in New York. Um, and I was sort of interested because in this moment we're having, again, a very big debate about what is the future of a museum? What should a museum do? What, can, what should our expectations around museums right, be? Um, who should sit on their boards? Who shouldn't sit on their boards? Um, and what works should be shown? Who should do the authorship around those works, right? Um, what should museum collecting practices be? Um, and those conversations are largely be, are being had 
I imagine some of that stuff is happening behind closed doors where we, the, us, the media, do not get access to. And then you have, you know, sort of a real sort of, uh, sort of radical sort of perspective happening on Twitter. And then you have sort of the media, magazines and newspapers that sort of focus on art, sort of running, in my opinion, um, the greatest hits of the worst of the worst, right? And so what you get is not like, these are also things that are happening that are great in museums and why we need these cultural institutions. But you're, what you're getting is like, this board member is, did this or that or whatever. And I think that's fine. You know, like, I understand why that happens. But I think that, like, it doesn't create a conversation. And so for me, in commissioning these five curators, I wanted to just know what they thought. Because we, those dialogues, are because their voices are not showing up in this sort of very public debate, you know? And I think that they work in those institutions and that they should have an opportunity to respond. And so again, it was an invitation um, to think about what they, not what the institution is right now, but what they want it to be, right? And I think you get a range of responses. You know, you get sort of uh, one curator sort of is, it's sort of, a, the, it opens with sort of an uh, affirmation, right? And sort of a endeavoring, um, for not just the museum sort of worker, but also the public who sort of completes the circle, right? Um, to dream, right, of what a museum could be or what that space should be. And then you get sort of, you know, other responses about the work they've been doing to sort of define a new history for the museum, right? Museums operated in this particular way they should be operating in this way, and this is the work I'm doing to try to shift that, right? We'll leave that to the reader to sort of decide whether they agree with it or not, right? But, and then you get sort of like, on the sort of other end of that, this cannot be reformed. It must be abolished, it must be replaced, you know? Um, which I don't necessarily read as negative. I read as like, still sort of endeavoring, you know, to sort of, um, do something with the space, right? And I think that um, what blew me away about that about that particular feature was how honest everybody was, right? And that, like, you know, I was sort of, I was sort of like, well, would you get sort of them sort of towing the line, you know? And just like, I work at this institution, and I want to sort of, you know. Uh, I've got a career. I got a career. I need to maintain, you know, and that's that's real, you know, and I think that that's nothing to be sort of looked down on. It's like that is just sort of what the reality is. And but you got really, um, I think, honest reflections. Um, and I think that, you know, ju that that just adds, I think, a level to the discourse that um, has been missing. And I hope that like, um that can continue, you know, in some way that like in magazines and in uh, newspapers, you just don't, I mean, I, I think of the art world as being sort of comprised of many different folks, right? So you have audiences, right? You obviously have artists, right? You have curators, right? You have educators, you have the writers, you know, um, who are reviewing and interviewing, right? Um, and you have museum directors, right? And I think that like all of those constituencies um, that make up 
the meaning of what art is, you know, should have a role in having their voices, you know, be put on the record um, every now and again, um, just to sort of see where things are going, you know? I think one of the things that I didn't get to do, which I would have really loved to, is like, and because it was just, I couldn't figure it out in my, I just couldn't personally figure it out in my mind, was to sort of figure out how to engage audiences around a work of art, you know? And so, and like, and I couldn't figure it out was because museums were mostly closed when we were sort of producing this, but it was it was um, one of the things was like just get you know different people to look at one piece of art, like and just sort of have them sort of say what they think about that work of art to sort of just show the sort of completing of the process. You know, like you know you know we think of artists as people who are sort of working in their studios and you know, the work sort of just is achieved and then it's put out and it's, you know, it's, and it's like the art making is a lot more complex than that. Um, sometimes it's in dialogue with a curator, sometimes it's in dialogue with a writer, sometimes it's in dialogue with a community, you know, or, or, or you know, what have you, or, 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 or other artists, you know. So there's a lot of different sort of things that go into um, the creating of art and to have that sort of shown in a magazine, um, is always my goal, you know, and it's to always think about the different sort of actors just because right now we have sort of, um, you know, we have like the model that we have does not necessarily always allow for all voices or many different sort of perspectives to sort of filter through, um, which, 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 which when, you know, um, Art in America, you approached me to do this, I was really sort of interested because I was, so fascinated by this idea that like you go and you pick up you know a magazine you pick up art in america and you read the stories some of which you agree with some which you don't some of which you are ambivalent about that's just sort of the nature right but i the other part of that as a writer it's like when i'm doing research this is the record Right. This is what this is sort of this becomes the digital archive, which then comes to sort of not only in that moment inform, um, you know, what the work is, but in the history. Right. So in the future. Right. It becomes a way to historicize. Right. And so my sort of thought was like, well, how do we just have one perspective or like how do we just have uh, perspectives from people who have like done this for 40 or 50 years and not other perspectives to sort of just have a diversity of thought around an artwork because when you look at it not everyone has different sort of ideas and it reminds you know it alludes to this thing or evokes this or it you know um, has this connection to sort of this you know work in our history of this period in art history um, and so I was really sort of interested in that, you know, and, and I think that's why you have the mix, you know, that you that, that you that you will see in the the magazine, because I was sort of trying to sort of think through ways of um, creating sort of a message in a bottle, right? Because when you're thinking about um, a magazine, and I think that, or or a newspaper, or you know, media, you know, or digital media, even now. Um, you have to be thinking about sort of what you're doing in the moment, but you also have to be thinking about sort of how that might sort of then become the archive for what is, um, for what we know about that work of art. Because, you know, sometimes works of art, you know, get sold into private collections and then you lose sort of track of them or whatever, or maybe something, it breaks or maybe whatever, right? Like, 
Um, there's a lot of different sort of things that can happen. And so what you have that is the most enduring thing uh, when the show comes down, because they always do, is the written word, right? And so for me, it was important to sort of like ha start to have this conversation about sort of um, who gets to define taste, desire, beauty, power, you know? And I think that um, this was an opportunity to sort of do that, right? Um, and, you know, it, it was really sort of exciting to sort of work with different folks and to sort of uh, think through the challenges and to sort of ultimately get to a magazine that um, feels really important for now, but I also hope, you know, could be a message in the bottle, you know, and could be um, an opportunity for not just Art in America to sort of um, think about sort of what writers um, are being used um, to sort of tell the different sort of stories, but for other places also, to also think about um, who gets to write, you know, sort of the different stories, and because it matters, you know, it totally matters, the perspectives, you know, and so, um, which, which I think means that maybe our definitions and ideas of, of criticism need to change, you know, and our definitions and ideas of critics needs to change. Like, I mean, not to be totally crazy, but like, you know, maybe if, if you're going to have staff critic jobs, like, like actually staff critic jobs, maybe that's limited to a certain amount of years, right? And then that changes. And so you're always having some fresher perspectives in those, and you know, you know, um, and Look, this is a yeah. this is a conversation for uh, uh, a different time and yeah. a, a different context. But <clears throat> there is a big question about how one uh, uh, pursues criticism yeah. in a uh, an era where so many voices can be heard in yeah. other formats. Yeah. But there still is value to creating this physical object that yeah. closes in a time and space yeah. and says these things. Yeah. I mean, it is it is very interesting to make magazines in a world that is just suffused yeah. with opinions and media and, and so thought. forth. Yeah. And and you made a connection to it earlier when you talked about the self-portraits. Yeah. You know, here is a time where you want to make, put up a self-portrait, you've got plenty of venues to do that, and yet the artist, instead of saying, oh, I can do that somewhere, else said I should do that here mm -hmm, in this mm -hmm. artist pro project and it even makes me wonder going forward should we have a kind of regular feature of an mm -hmm. artist self-portrait uh, page and all there's there's so much about what you've done with this issue that I think helps us think about where the magazine needs to go mm -hmm. in in this uh, separate from the equity uh, uh, concerns just in terms of voices and how yeah. we talk about art and how we engage readership and, and help people feel that art is terribly important to them because yeah. I think it is very important to them and it's our job to articulate yeah. for them either the things they already feel or the things that they don't even realize and they need to be you know introduced to a different perspective that way. Yeah, I mean, I think what, what, what that says is that but like one of the things I've always didn't understand about magazines, like particularly art magazines or, or um, newspapers that sort of have art dedicated art sections, is like you have the most creative people in the world, and like you're just laying image in text on a page, you know? Like where is the sort of, how can we sort of use their creativity, which we're all in awe of, 
in these pages to make it, you know, sort of pop more, you know? And so I think that is something I also am always thinking about is like, you know, is that like, how do you just employ artists in the, in the magazine or newspaper that, um, isn't Edvily about their work, you know, about them, you know? And so I think that was also sort of one of the things that I was trying to think through is like how with the artist pages in particular, um, or the pullout that Cameron Roland or Cameron Welch did, um, how do you sort of like use artists in really sort of interesting ways, you know, and and have them sort of as the makers of the work, um, sort of also editorialize or also talk about or also contextualize, you know, alongside, say, a curator, alongside a critic, alongside a writer. Um, you know, like one of the things that we have is we have uh, Tyler Mitchell and Amy Sherald in conversation um, about sort of the new American image um, and from their perspectives, right? You have a painter and you have a photographer um, and they're talking. No, it's not mediated. It's not, you know, it's not, um, there's not some interview, interviewer there. It's to have them sort of engaged. And, and, you know, if you think about it, they both sort of arrived in the art world um, in 2018, you know, both after big commissions, right? Um, and so they talk about that. They talk about sort of how the, the work from that perspective um, is made under those conditions, right? Which are unique um, but connected um, for them, right? And so I think that, like, it's things like that, you know? It's, it's sort of thinking about sort of, like, maybe you don't sort of see the connection straight away, but they actually have a lot in common, you know? And so I think that, like, it's about sort of trying to sort of, you know, have a mix of um, really rich um, perspectives um, chiming in. Um, well... Talk about that for a second, because what what you were just describing is this sort of idea that they are a uh, twenty year overnight success, mm -hmm. right? Like they they both emerged very quickly, as if they were an overnight success, but both have worked for a very long time. Well, not had... Tyler. Tyler was literally <laughs> an overnight success. <laughs> but but Amy Gerald talks was deeply about, about you know, being around for twenty years and not having anyone care, and so that's that's also the other notion of new talent, right? It is this totally like subjective thing right and i think that like for and that's why for me i was like it was it could not be one thing right i think from the perspective of um the art world um you know i mean it begs the question right that you have someone like amy or deborah roberts who's also in the issue right yeah. Uh, similar sort of situation was in a show at the studio museum was in the f-series show at the studio museum and then just sort of exploded right um, but had been working for 20 years, right? Um, in Austin, Texas, no less, right? But now they're everywhere. And now people know their work, right? And so part of the right or wrong, part of sort of the way that new talent or this idea is sort of practiced is that, like, it also has to have an audience to complete it, you know? And so... That that's sort of my notion of it, you know, which is not necessarily the writers and the, you know, it's not necessarily Connor's notion, not necessarily Jessica's notion, it's not necessarily, um, you know, even some of the artists that we sort of, you know, <laughs> are thinking about Cameron or Alex Bell or, you know, all of these folks are sort of, you know, um, 
no one that we asked objected to you know the idea of new talent, and so I think on some uh, in some way I think they're on board, but they might object. You know, they might sort of have their opinions about, it, which is fine. You know, I think that like for me, um, it was really important for me to not sort of make a magazine that was just like consensus building. You know, I think that like, I'm not interested in it. I find it often boring. I, I, you know, I'm sort of interested in like, you bring yourself to the table, I'll bring myself, and, and then we all have sort of a conicopia of voices um, and perspectives, which I think is just a lot more interesting. And I also think that like, um, as much of, you know, sort of we have, you know, sort of social media, you know, criticism, we have sort of things happening in group chats and DMs and, and, and all of those in secret groups on Facebook and secret groups on Instagram. Um, I think those, all of those platforms are still um, engaged, I think, in a level of trying to sort of make people sort of bend to um, a prevailing point, right? And so it's about consensus building. And it's not necessarily about like, I have perspective, you have perspective, we might disagree, but like, or, you know, whatever, or we might agree on this part, but not on this part. You know, I just think the nuance, you know, um, is really lacking, although you have so many different voices. And so I think in a magazine where you have essentially a controlled space that you're constructing, um, you're able to sort of have those different sort of, you know, sort of curate or, or craft those different sort of perspectives that I think that um, allows for um, a, a little bit more thoughtful sort of engagement, right? No, no, you you have created tension. I mean, the, it's a, an axiom of magazine making that if uh, someone reads it cover to cover, you've kind of failed, right? You, yeah. you need to have things that people uh, object to mm -hmm. or are just bored by and, and some that they are engaged with. Yep. with. The rest of media explodes that, right? Because then the uh, individual pieces exist sort of in the internet all by themselves. Mm -hmm. This is one of the few places where we can actually control what order you see things in. Yes, you can flip around the magazine, but we at least construct it with our idea of what this magazine should lay out to be. And it, it as you said, it's both a document and an experience. And it's one of the rare places that you well, can Well, that, that still can happen, which I think is the enduring reason that a magazine should continue, right? That, that we need, because I think <clears throat> on the internet or like, you know, in some of these other ways that we're sort of getting information, we're sort of getting criticism, which are exciting and interesting, um, is in a magazine, you sort of start at the same place every everyone else, right? So when you open a magazine, you get a context, whether you agree with the context or not, you get a context, right? And so you're allowed to sort of engage the basic same basic, you know, sort of um, argument or fact or, or opinion or, or what have you, right? And I don't, I think that like, that's, it's a game of telephone in those other places, right? It's like, where do you, in, it's always about where you enter the conversation, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I think that like, that was sort of really important and sort of interesting about what a magazine still can do that other places can't is to sort of allow for that unique engagement um, around, um, differing perspective. Well, I, I both can't thank you enough for having taken the time to be the guest editor yeah, and no, done this was, issue. I, I, I think you, the, you've done more than I had hoped you would when we first discussed it, because uh, as this uh, conversation shows, you're engaging with several different issues all at once. Right. Representation, 
your own personal taste and community in a sense of people you are you know a, right. a, a part of and then all of these questions about how media gets made and what it can do right. um, and who it serves uh, but I also thank you for taking the time to have this conversation to uh, elaborate and uh, explain some of the background to people about um, the thinking that went into the magazine, because I think this is going to be an important issue for, for us, and I, I hope people will want to know more about how it came together. And then more importantly, I hope we get the chance to do it again sometime. Yeah, thanks. And I appreciate the invitation um, from the magazine. I think that like that is, you know, it's like one of those things where it's like, I appreciate the invitation. I hope the invitation goes to other people too, you know? And I think that, because I, I'm just so deeply interested, and maybe it's just the writer in me, but it's, I'm just so interested in what people do with space, you know? Because there's just infinite, and that's, I think that's what, frankly, brought me to sort of love and think art to be one of the most important things that, you know, people make, is because it's straight up the imagination. And so it's always, I'm always interested in seeing sort of the different ways people are thinking about um, ex creative expression and how they sort of wrestle that to a page or, you know, which is um, a difficult, a really difficult task. Um, now, now you know how difficult it is. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, which is a really difficult task. And so, I, again, I appreciate the opportunity and I hope that, you know, I get to do it again, but also others are invited to share their perspectives. I couldn't agree with you more. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Artelligence Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe, share on social media, or leave us a rating and review. To get the latest art coverage, visit artnews.com or subscribe to our magazines, Art News and Art in America.